The choice of a lawyer is important and shouldn't be based on an ad. If you're seriously hurt in an accident, you'll want all the money you deserve. That's called justice. But there wouldn't be lawyers if justice was easy. No, justice is not easy. It's fought for and it's won. At Brown and Crouppen, we fight for justice every day. If you want some, call 222-2222. Because at Brown and Crouppen, justice is our business. Um. HD2. Some kids have it, some kids don't. Some of us are wondering. We weren't. We were not. Okay. Doug and I were talking about our hottest fantasies. (laughs) Keep that for the next segment. (laughs) Tease it. When Gabe joins us. Next, I'm sure Gabe was like, I know he does his 10 thoughts for Monday morning. So I kind of treat communicating with the colonel. Like, I treat, like, I don't know, like Joe Buck, for example. Like, I was just saying to Jackson, and then Doug, that's what Doug was observing. Full transparency, we weren't talking about our hottest fantasies. Mm. About... That comes later. <laughs> when the show's over, though. <laughs> that's that's a balloon, balloon party thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, that Joe's going to be on this uh, Minnesota podcast for Sound Story at 9.15. And, uh, and I hate... He, oh, he never complained, never like, but, but I just, I'm like, I just don't want to bother. The man's calling a Monday night football game tonight, mm-hmm. you know? And here he is making an appearance on behalf of uh, Sound Story for our Cyber Monday sale. And, uh, and he's doing it in Minnesota. And yet I still have the same, all Gabe's doing is writing a column on Power Mizzou. And I'm like, I don't really want to bother the colonel. And I have the same thought process with the colonel as I do with, with Joe Buck. And I was just reading this morning, and I'm just like, I, I think Ole Miss fans would have a would have a gripe. And that's why I wanted to text the Colonel. So that's yeah. that's that's why I did it. So Gabe will join us at nine o'clock. I really do. And listen, I think it's pretty obvious where my uh, loyalty is as far as uh, who I pull for. I have no loyalty to Ole Miss. I assume there's wonderful ass there, but no. as far as a uh, school goes, I don't care one way or the other. Just I got to kind of call it how I see it. And I, th- I don't know how they, uh, how they're on the outside looking into the New Year's Six. That's where I'm coming from. So that's why I wanted to get the Colonel's perspective. And he said, yeah, I think the resume may be better, but I think Missouri's a better team. And I go, yeah, that's where I am on it. And I think that's what the CF, the, uh, the committee so. is, is discussing. They, they see that Missouri is the best two-loss team in the country. Oh. So this is your concern about getting a New Year's Six bowl game? Is that, is that why you're me, concerned about that For comparison? me personally, I, it, like if this were, if this were about – if this were next year, or if they had instituted the playoff, the 12-team playoff this year, I would be freaking out. For me, what I have learned over the last few weeks is I am in the minority on that part and that a lot of Missouri fans, the majority, really care about this New Year's Six thing. For me, my interest level, while still high, I, for example, if they would have lost to Florida, I wouldn't have been beside myself. You know, I mean, it would have sucked, but whatever. They already weren't going to win the championship. Losing to Georgia and LSU when I like they really are is, I don't want to say as good as Georgia because I think that may be overstating it. But they're in the same class this year, I think, as Georgia. That was when I was disappointed. Um, so that's where I'm coming from. But Missouri fans, I think, really more Missouri fans are in the category of they want to get into the New Year's Six, and if they weren't in the New Year's Six. 
that would be crushing for me individually. It's not as important to me, but I re- I respect that I know a lot of Missouri fans. For them, it is a big deal, yeah. and and not all, not only is it about the New Year's Six, it's also about dodging Tulane or Liberty or SMU because that that's a possibility. Right. They're not going to play Alabama. Um, Alabama theoretically you could still be in the playoff. You know, my ideal thing would be you get Washington or Oregon in the in the in the Fiesta Bowl, the next one down would be Penn State, wherever it is. I saw that projection, Penn yeah, State and the Peach Bowl. That, that would be, but, you know, it's so, it, you know, well, you know, who plays? It's just, it's a yeah. totally different thing than if this was a 12-team playoff. You, you know people aren't taking that one <laughs> off. Right. So it just, it just doesn't have that same kind of importance to me and it's the same thing it's like this is the first you know or this is only however team many teams have won 10 games it's like yeah but you're playing 12 and you're kind of guaranteed at least you should be three or four right out of the gate yeah you know dan so there's a lot of bowl games <laughs> there are. you know how many bowl games there are let's count them Mike. <laughs> Got them up. so anyway whatever that's all i'll go back to my fantasies i saw a, you know possibility of playing texas in the cotton bowl would mm-hmm. that get you going i mean i I, just from like Not a, as much because they're going to be in the same conference next year, and they've right. seen them plenty. It's just been a lot of Missouri playing former Big 12 teams, <laughs> yeah. like Oklahoma State's basically on the schedule. So that doesn't – I mean, but, but whatever, you know. I, I, I am already thrilled with the experience we got this year. I am mm-hmm. so pleased, and this is only something I suppose me and you, because up until a few weeks ago the Plowhawk wasn't looking at the text inbox, like – if we talked Missouri football, it was crickets. Yeah. Yeah, especially, really on, on especially on 101, yeah. but even on here. Mm-hmm. And now, and that's the kind of momentum that you want to have if you're an SEC school. Totally. That people are talking college football with this much enthusiasm. So that's a great thing. So if they somehow were to get into the ReliQuest Bowl against Notre Dame, I wouldn't be like, God, right, but right. I know, uh, God, Missouri fans would be freaking out. 100%. I just... You know, and and that theoretically could happen. I mean, some weird things would have to happen. Yeah, I think it'd be more likely they play Tulane than the lower in the right. New Year's Six. I think that. what they try to do with that, though, when they have those group of five schools, they try to put them up against a blue blood. Mm. Historically, anyway, because yeah. if you have Missouri against Tulane, while we'll care here in St. Louis and Kansas City and the state of Missouri and New Orleans. Mm. Will not resonate. It will not resonate nationally. But if you put them up against Alabama, you know that can that can get people paying attention. Like they had Tulane against the Heisman Trophy winner last year, Iggy's guy, Caleb Williams. Mm C Dub. C Dub as he's known. So, how much fun would it be to have a Missouri team that was this good every year, though? Oh, Oh, it's the it's the great. Just where you're talking about it. It's Mm -hmm. the absolute. Because there are states that get that. Yes. There are a, hand, there are a dozen that, or so and that, states, and, and every year their team is really good. And that is why, and I think my message, maybe it's been, I don't know, perverted in some capacity, but my message has always been, I believe Missouri can be that. You know, it'd be one thing if, you know, you're competing with another school in the state, um, or if you haven't gotten a even close to it, but they have. And so the, well, you know, seven-win season's a good season. Well, yeah, if you have the over, it's six and a half, I hmm. suppose. But if, if you have the rare potential to compete for a championship, 
then, then the bar moves based on what you're seeing, in particular in the trenches, and that's what really stands out to me, in particular in the trenches. And I would say that if you're comparing this team with 2013 and 2007, um, you know, the 2013 team was never really blown out. I guess you could say the score made it look like they were blown out to an extent against Auburn, but that wasn't a blowout. I was at that game. It wasn't a blowout. Um, and the 2007 team wasn't really blown out by Oklahoma, but that score, I think, would lend itself closer to having a blowout. Point being... I think this team played the best regular season schedule mm-hmm. of the other of the three teams if we're comparing and contrasting. And I just think as far as offensive line play goes, and then also what the defense has shown at times the ability to do, I just think they're in the mix for being the best of the three, which sounds almost blasphemous because I think the 2007 team is considered to be in this this pantheon that, you, you know, it's, it's just, it's so romantic. I think, and listen, it was romantic for me as a Missouri fan with the uh, Arrowhead game and becoming number one. But I'm, what I guess what I'm saying is if the 2023 Missouri team had the 2007 Missouri schedule, I think people would view it differently. The, the thought process on comparing 2007 to 2013 is those two teams were a win away from playing for the national championship. Yes, but that's a byproduct of their schedule not necessarily the caliber of the team. Those teams didn't have LSU and Georgia uh, on the schedule and also didn't have to get through those teams in order to get to the, you know, the Final Four because they didn't play LSU. Well, this year, Missouri had to get through the entire state of Tennessee. You better believe it. Memphis. Hello, Mary Jo. <laughs> Middle Tennessee State. I want state. you to start seeing Coach Eli Drinkwitz as a young Coach Nick Saban. <laughs> I mean, that Mary Jo aside, and God bless mm-hmm. Mary Jo, mm-hmm. watching like Michigan, Ohio State this weekend, and on third and short or fourth and short situations, how hard they would have to work to get that one yard, and then comparing that, anytime Mizzou is in a third and two, third and one situation, outside of a Connor Tolleson dribbling the snap to Brady Cook, I was always confident they could get one or two yards. Like, I like never was in doubt, and that is a huge credit to the offensive line play. I don't know about Michigan and Ohio State because all they've played is basically Big Ten opponents, but like to me, there is a clear difference in the way that Missouri moves on the offensive line and Cody Schrader with the ball than almost any other team. Like Every time you have a third and short, Missouri is converting, and the, the proof is in the pudding when you look at the red zone conversions. Like I, I, just, I, I think that they are truly one of the best teams in college football, and my brother said to me on Saturday at a family gathering, I'm going to miss watching it. Like, that's what sucks yeah, about it. It's like, I'm going to miss watching every weekend this exact team because of the way they play football. But once you get a taste of it, and I did in 2007, and to an extent Extent in 2008, but that was relatively short-lived because it ended in mid-October. Um, and uh, 2010, you got all the way to the end of October, and they were undefeated after beating number one Oklahoma. And then 2013, and then to the to a lesser extent 2014, you experience how great that is, and you want you want to experience it more. Mm-hmm. And so that's that's the thing that I take a step. But my biggest takeaway from this season outside of what went on with the team is is how many people got into it way more so than 2007 and 2013 and this team hasn't been in the mix for a championship for damn near a month but uh i th- i also think maybe some of it's local because when you look at it it's cook burden and schrader so you're yeah. talking about three local yeah. and we had a pro players. team before too yeah don't have, don't yeah. have that getting in the way yeah. sure 
Absolutely. Yeah. And yeah, you're yeah, right. I wonder if hosts in Kansas City would say that they notice an uptick over there. I would bet they would say, but probably not as significant as, as what we're seeing. I don't know. I don't even know if they would in general. I mean, because in 2013 and 2007, the Chiefs weren't what the Chiefs are now. Yeah, yeah that's true. Yeah. That's true. They're yeah. so locked into the Chiefs there. Right. It's like and us with the Cardinals here. And this has been a newsworthy season, obviously, for the Chiefs. So maybe it is not, yeah. is not as much in the... They got Taylor Swift to worry about. Right. And then Chris Jones to start the season. You know, they had plenty of storylines mm-hmm. to cover with the Chiefs. And I assume... The Chiefs do a lot better numbers in Missouri. In Kansas All right, Missouri. stop giving the speed. That's from the 636. The speed. Stop giving the speed. Speed of who? Marquise Johnson? Speed of speech. Speed of keys? giving the speed. All right, stop giving the, the speed. Knock it off with the speed. Pickle speed? Sonny Gray's off-speed pitch? Pickle's feet? Ever had pickle's pig's pig's pickle, feet? Pickle's pig feet? Pickled pig's feet. Yeah. No. I haven't it sounds either, pretty but, gross. But I've seen it in the stores. Yeah. Doug, the recovering alcoholic, uh, or no, this is Stephen Wildwood, has sent in this text. One, two, three, four, <laughs> okay, five, then don't read it. six, seven, too hard. eight, nine, ten, and eleven. What kind of eleven and a half? Twelve, thirteen, thirteen times. Yeah, can't confirm. <laughs> it's a numbers game. That'd be like a volume play no, on text. Don't, don't read it now. Just on principle, don't read it. Uh, Tim, I live in Kansas City now. It's Chiefs and Beaker Hoop Rock. That's from Mud Jack Mike. Yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah. Mm. Uh, Mizzou would have been balled up by both Ohio State and Michigan. Relax, Jacks. That's from the 636. Balled up. Maybe, maybe, but I don't I don't. I, I disagree with that. Yeah, I don't know. It's just it's tough it's to tell. The, it's just it's it's fighting perception, and it's fine. I mean, there's no there's no right or wrong because it's an opinion. Right. It's like the guy who tweeted out his bull projections, and people now are attacking his family. <laughs> Andy Staples. I don't know what he the based guy from it on. Three. What? Yeah. What do you, can you pull up his bull projections? Yeah. And I mean, it, it was and like... it became and the man his his great grandchildren have been cursed now for his yeah. bull projections. I think projection. they should be. <laughs> <laughs> Raked like, over the coals. Right, it's just his opinion. I mean, it doesn't make any sense to me. Yeah, I but whatever. I don't know how he's getting Oklahoma in there. That's that's that that's that actually more curious. confusing than Ole Miss being in and Missouri not being in. The fact that I have to scroll a while to find his bull prediction is <laughs> not a good sign. He's been dealing with Missouri, unhappy Missouri fans uh, oh, for God. a while, and I think Penn State fans also, because I think Penn State got left out. So, so if you just put if you put up a nice looking graphic, people assume that you're somebody right. when you make a bull. That's prediction. a great. Isn't he a college a football writer? Like he actually he's on, uh, on three sports, which is akin to like rivals or twenty four seven. So he's got Georgia playing Forest State in the Sugar Bowl, CFP, and then Michigan playing Oregon, the Rose Bowl, CFP. Then the Orange Bowl, Louisville will take on Ohio State. I don't see how Louisville. Uh, Louisville would get in. If because, they beat Florida State. No. Louisville would get in if Florida State's in the playoff. Okay. Because the ACC automatically right, gets right, a right, team right. in there. Good call. Okay. So they would get, play Ohio State in the Orange Doug, Bowl. I've read a lot about this. Okay. It's okay. embarrassing how much I've read about this. Oklahoma. The Oklahoma take, one, I don't know where that came from. Would take on UW and the Fiesta. And I have nothing against the Sooners. I just have no Tulsa. idea. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Texas would take on Ole Miss and the Cotton Bowl. That got Missouri fans dander right on up. Right. And then finishing out in the Peach Bowl, Tulane taking on Alabama. So Penn State and Missouri fans were not happy with I this. rate. And yeah. that's uh, it's two fan bases who are certainly engaged this year. Can I give you my thought lineup? No. No. <laughs> no, we don't want to. <laughs> yeah, so... Uh, 
yeah, a bunch of the Mizzou fan accounts are just lambasting this poor guy. <laughs> I would attack his children, maybe. Right, that's who you go for, the family. Mm-hmm, yeah. We call that engagement farming, Tim. That's from Strap on 18. Uh, you, can, you can engage farm from a lot more. A <laughs> lot, have you ever heard the term engagement no, farm? No, but I like it. A lot bigger <laughs> fan base. I mean, Penn State's a huge fan base, and Missouri's got a So fun. Strap on 18 is saying he just tweeted that out to get people going? I would be surprised. Like, if it was, like, a guy with, like, you know... <laughs> Hashtag number one college football podcast, but has 800 followers. Mm-hmm. I could see that being the case, but this is a guy from On Three Sports. Our industry's sports. gotten worse. Yeah, it's sure a, has. Is a very reputable source, uh, especially on the recruiting front. So I would be surprised if he was engaged farming, but it seems to be a trend as of recently. What do you get for that? Uh, well, I guess if you monetize, if you monetize Twitter, you do get paid on engagement. Which is just a lovely, lovely business. And by monetizing, model. you get paid for a certain number. Who, who of pays you? Twitter. You, yeah. If, if you, you do what? If you if you sign up for Twitter monetization. Oh, okay, okay. I was about to say, like, if you just like. Get no, a, not like just a, a guy. guy. All right. Yeah, you Got have to it. like. There's a. Got you it. enter into some sort of agreement with Twitter, but if you get a certain amount of engagement, you do get paid. I don't uh, know what the numbers are on it. Huh. Uh, Dotem says, "I've watched every Michigan game this year. You know, he lives up there, and his uh, wife went to." Michigan law, and I don't know how to handicap the games, but Mizzou could absolutely beat them. That is from Dotem. Yeah, well, and that pre- would like rock people outside of Missouri's right. world, or like angry Illini guy or Kansas guy or whatever. And I understand that, you know, because that that comes in with the, the, you know, Missouri's not at Michigan's level. But you know, I don't know how you could have watched the Georgia game and gone, oh yeah, Missouri didn't belong in the same field. But whatever. It, I, it, again, it's arguing over opinions and. Right. What like, does it matter? And it's also arguing over perception and, and brand names. And this is what schools such as Missouri will deal with is the perception thing. 100%. Yeah. And if you look, if the Georgia game is your barometer, you can't say that they don't belong on the, on the field with any single yeah. team in college football. You can go to Athens and do what Missouri did and be in the position they were in, and that's your barometer, then it would be asinine to say otherwise. However, when, you, when Michigan plays pretty much exclusively Big Ten opponents, which – Seems to have a, a dearth of offense. Well, then maybe I don't. You know, you you like that know. Doug dearth of I, offense. I didn't care for. Well, it, really. did you miss the Nebraska Iowa barn burner? The Jim Dandy before the yeah. Missouri game. It's like ten to seven or something. Or they're wearing shirts that 10. say punts. <laughs> <laughs> do you think huh. Michigan will slip up against Iowa? I'm actually curious to see what that do. game looks Love like. Love to see Iowa. Oh, <laughs> I, I guess that'd be terrible for Missouri in the New Year's Six thing. Yeah, because but from an entertainment standpoint. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, what what are the numbers on these uh, games? I, I think I think I've I've heard Oregon's favored by nine and a half, but I want to look at my. Uh, they are favored by nine and a half. That is nine and a half. Yep. Wow, how about that? And I got to tell you, that's a good number because I don't know where I would go on that. That game's in Las Vegas on Friday. It sucks that that game's on Friday night. It'd be great if it were on Saturday night. Instead, you get that Big Ten thing. Yeah, oof. Because you guys are going to the club on Friday night. Jackson will be at the club. With my slicked back hair. That's right. I'll I'll have pocket pomade so that I can... Oklahoma State's getting 14 from Texas. The thing about these now is that if Texas gets up, they are going to do whatever they can to just, Doug, I mean, skull pound whoever they're playing, and in this case, they're playing Oklahoma State, uh, to send a message. I don't know if they can do that. They certainly did it to Texas Tech uh, this past weekend. Georgia is favored by five against Roll Todd. Uh, Florida State minus three against Louisville. And Michigan minus 23 against Iowa. 
and the uh, total is 36 for that one. Mm. Iowa's total points scored over under is six and a half. Oh, I like. Well, I don't know if I like the. They kick a lot of field goals. You might get hit with that six. That half might kill you. Yeah. You might have to buy the half point and Doug, buy the pray, half down. And pray to push. Yeah. And if you're praying to push, I would just advocate yeah. not betting it. Yeah, I, I, I mean, is it Iowa's defense is that good, or, or do they just play opponents who don't know how to score the f- football? Like I don't you like know. that. Don't score say the football. score the football. <laughs> I knew you were do not like that. say score the football. Put the ball in the end zone. That's better. All right. Score the football. <laughs> ah, gosh. And don't say score the basketball either. Yeah. What about like a hockey trade? Score the hockey shot. puck. No, no. Good don't golf eat. shot. No, yeah, stop. Like that. Uh-uh. I don't care for it. You think the Cardinals will allow Sonny Gray to wear the sacred number 54 of future Hall of Famer Jaime Garcia? That's from Stepdad Gary. Mm. Yeah, I think they'll give that one up. Is that the number he's been wearing? 54? Uh, it was the number he was wearing in Minnesota, if oh, I'm sure. not mistaken. Give it to him. Doug, here we go. Three years, $75 million, according oh. to Ken Rosenthal. That's a good deal for the Cardinals, I think. Three years, 75 Three years, 75 All right. I thought it would be. Is that what you said? Three yeah. or seventy-five? I said three or seventy-five. Actually, you win. And Doug said it'd be a good deal. So Doug, you're on. I board. think it's a very good deal yeah. to get to get three years. Fine, three years. He's a guy that would be an ace on a lot of staffs. Yeah. He would be. Yeah. He wouldn't be on an ace on a world championship team. Probably in not. No. But he'd be an ace on a lot of teams, and he would be on the Cardinals if he has a season like he had last year. Absolutely. I mean, yeah. Second he, he's second had several company. seasons that would be of ace quality. So if that's it for the Cardinals this offseason, then that means that they will not be paying Nola, Snell, who am I missing somebody? I'm talking about older Yamamoto. pitchers. No, Montgomery, Yamamoto, I would love, still love it. Don't see it happening. Uh, I just didn't want to see having long-term deals with aging players. I think that is a, I think that is a formula for disaster. And uh, so you have a three-year deal. It's not... You know, he's an aging player, but it's a three-year deal. So yeah. if it's a disaster, it's over after 2026. That is – so from that standpoint, considering what I thought was possible, then I'm I'm fine with it. It doesn't necessarily make me think, oh, good, they are going to win a championship. But, you know, how about this? The Cardinals in a week do the rotation. Yeah. That wraps her up. Yep, that's to take care of that. Yeah. Unless there is a trade, but I would imagine they would have to trade one of the Michaelis Matts. Yeah, boy, I feel like. Boy, you'd hate to part with either of those guys. (laughs) I'd I'd love to meet the GM who wants to take on Matts. I'd still go million dollars for two more years. I'd go for another starting pitcher still. Yeah, would you go? So you would. So then you want six? Uh, Yeah, I'd I'd start with six. Because some of those guys just aren't going to be there. Someone will get hurt when they're this old. Somebody's going to. Miss a couple of spots because they they need a, a prostate check. Someone's going to need a colonoscopy. These are older pitchers. Yeah, yeah. Matt Matt's was effective out of the bullpen last year. Yeah. Small sample size, but the way the game is played, he'd pitch three times a week yeah. if he was a, a big bullpen guy. A lot of money for a guy coming out of the pen. But I mean, well, what, you've already made the move. That's how it's played right. now. Your bet has been made. You try to get five innings out of these guys, and then you're going to go with four other pitchers. Right. Well, the idea, I guess, with Gibson and Lynn was they can go longer than five innings. Okay, but... Six. <laughs> They're not going to go much more than six. Well, if Lynn's given up bomb skis oh, left yeah. and right, gives up my four issue five is four of our five starters need colonoscopies <laughs> in the like in middle of the season. How are we going to like? We could. Yeah. Well, you, you, you stagger those schedules. 
You get one of them in June, one yeah. in July, one in August. And, and even then, it's just a couple days, a day or two on the shelf. Well, yeah, you got to prepare. Yeah. They're not going to be able to golf between starts, maybe. Could you pitch while you're taking that liquid that they make you drink before to void yourself? You probably mm. Void yourself. <laughs> Don't say void yourself. Uh, probably wouldn't want to do that. No, not in the home whites, at least. No. Huh. Keep your eye on Seth Lugo. It would be a savvy depth move. And he can work out of the rotation or the pen. That's from the Table Rock Lake Monster. I like that play. I'm a I'm a mm-hmm. fan of Seth Lugo. I yeah. like that idea. Waka too. You could still, I guess, maybe consider Waka as an option. Yeah, bring him in. But they also need bullpen arms. I guess you, if you get another starter, you can take care of a bullpen arm at the same time by moving one of the mm-hmm. projected starters to the bullpen. Uh, hey guys, love the Sunny Gray deal. It's Wild Carter bust in 2024. That's from Big Tuft. Yeah, I guess that's the thought process, wild card or bust. Great mindset. Uh, well, you weren't going to get Nola. He apparently was very happy in Philadelphia. And and who knows that Snell's not happy in San Diego. She'll Does that mean there. Yamamoto said no to the Cardinals? Like, Not necessarily. Well, kind of. But just because, just because you don't get some of the guys you want doesn't mean you failed. Some of those guys just don't They want to play somewhere else. Maybe they trade Michaelis. And they get Yamamoto. How about that? Who's going to take on Mike? What does he make? $18 million a year? He's under contract for two more years. At $18 million a year for a, a 500 pitcher? I don't know. How many people are going to be interested in that? The Cardinals will be with. the only one interested in that, and they're trying to trade him. <laughs> <laughs> trade him to yeah. themselves. <laughs> uh, what is this? Somebody sent a text. Bet the house Sonny Gray is a Cardinal. He talked at the All-Star game about wanting to be closer to home. He's from Nashville. That's receipts from October mm-hmm. 2nd. That's from Josh Bob Bill. Who did he send that? I don't understand. I think he sent it to us is what he's saying. Here, I'll look back. And... Well, who cares? <laughs> Josh Bob Bill, apparently. Oh, okay. <laughs> he's, okay I did, I he's now predicting that Sonny Gray will come to the Cardinals. That's a bold move at this point. <laughs> no, I, he's saying he sent it from October 2nd, I guess. I yes, don't know. he did. I can confirm. Okay. I sent a text from Josh Bob. So, yeah, I guess... You don't, like, get anything from that. No. <laughs> That's a new social media. He wants concert tickets or something? <laughs> uh, I'm sure I do that stupid crap, too, though, so what am I to say? Uh, for the love of God, Mo, make an offer for Trevor Bauer. That's from Mark Baker in the YouTube chat. Yeah, I'd like that. I'd like that. Uh, Mark, I like the way you think. Gray and Bauer, and I'll be the happiest little pee-pee. That is from Don Pee-pee. Mm. And Don Peepee, we're pretty sure, is a mafia kingpin? I believe so. And he runs things in these YouTube chats yeah. now. Yeah, he's cornered the YouTube South chat City. market for local yeah. sports talk. Is there still time for a slutty 43-year-old charcuterie mogul to make a run at Listener of the Year? That's from the self-made stay-at-home Ladoom. Sure. Mm. December 14th is the December end of the 14th, year. Doug. We will be at Hot Shots and Webster Groves for a Jim Dandy. Of a year-end awards. The defending listener of the year became a part-time employee. Mm-hmm. And, and if you win listener of the year, brought to you yeah. by Milagro Tequila, are you going to be working on this show this time next year? I can't wait to see who I'm going to be putting the green jacket on. Oh, you get to you get to hand that off, KG and O-Town. Mm-hmm. You have a green jacket? I do not. Oh. I can secure one. Okay. All right. It's wide open. I, I would think Goodwill probably has some garish green jackets. I gave one of my sport coats away to the guy who won the golf tournament. Remember that? Chris Heck. Yeah. Bomber. Bomber. I wonder if he wears it. I would think. I have to think. 
Who won the? I missed that coat. Yeah. Who? I can't. Now I can't remember who won it this year. Doug. Who oh, uh, Dogtown Tie. Dogtown Tie. His flying Sibian. Did he get a sport coat? He got the trophy. I remember he messaged me that he came in and got the trophy. Oh, okay. Uh, Colonel's going to join us coming up here at uh, about 9.05. He's presented by James Carlton. Then we have the design air heating and cooling email of the day. And then at 10 o'clock, Jackson and I will deal with the situation down the hallway, but they will be happy. Tell you what, if you're ever looking for a wager, remember Cam Jansen told me this. When the Blues go on a uh, dad's trip, bet the Blues. And so uh, I guess I was at my son's skate yesterday, and somebody said, oh, yeah, it's a dad's trip today in Chicago. And I go, ah, no, I got to go throw out. some, and I forgot to do it. The game started at 1, and then sure enough, like within the first 10 minutes, it was already 2 nothing. Yeah. Jakey, Jakey, big mistake. How many more games they got on this trip? One more. Minnesota tomorrow night, and then back at home Thursday to take on the Buffalo Sabres. Oh. I'll be in attendance with my son for that one. Buffalo Sabres. And they only play two periods on the weekdays. That's correct. That's correct. They, they fold up shop about 9 o'clock or so. Damn straight. It's just a coincidence that it works out that way. <laughs> hey, it's Jackson here to talk to you about Factor. Eating better is easy with Factor's delicious, ready-to-eat meals. Every fresh, never-frozen meal is chef-crafted, dietitian approved and ready to go in just two minutes. You'll have over 35 different options to choose from every week, including Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. Also, there are more than 60 add-ons to help you stay fueled up and feeling good all day long. What are you waiting for? Get started today and get after your goals. My favorite part about Factor is the convenience of it all. These are no-prep, no-mess meals ready to go in two minutes. Factor meals are ready to heat and eat, so there's no prepping, cooking, or cleanup needed. Sign up and save. They've done the math. Factor is less expensive than takeout, and every meal is dietitian approved to be nutritious and delicious. Head to factormeals.com slash McKernan50 and use code McKernan50 to get 50% off. That's code McKernan50 at factormeals.com slash McKernan50 to get 50% off. Uh, Illinois Recovery Center is a wonderful sponsor of the morning after. Uh, the Illinois Recovery Center is dedicated to providing precise and authentic care to those seeking help and treatment. Whether you've made the life-saving choice to seek help on your own or you want to be prepared for the other end of an addiction intervention with a loved one, the chance to learn about addiction recovery is available to you at the Illinois Recovery Center in Swansea. If you or someone you know wants more information about the Illinois Recovery Center, please call 888-472-9559, or you can email info at IllinoisRecoveryCenter.com, and they also have a Facebook page at Illinois Recovery Center on Facebook. Jackson, tell the people about Mark Hanna of Evergreen Wealth Strategies. Just a financial wizard, Doug. Mahatma Buffett? Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You see him in here on Wednesdays when Jeremy Rutherford joins the presentation, and you can tell this guy he gets it. He's someone who gets it. Like, I truly cannot recommend the conversation with Mark Hanna enough because, like I said, not only is he super wise when it comes to finances, he very much is. That's his, a great that's, communicator. That's his bread and it's his butter. Yeah. The way that he really separates himself from the competition, in my estimation, is the way he conveys his message to his clients. There's a real art to communication, Doug, and I think that Mark Hanna embodies that art to a T. I love working with Mark Hanna. I truly look forward to any conversation I get to have with him, and it could be regarding finances or just life in general. Yeah. Mark Hanna is my man, and he can be your man, too. Contact Mark Hanna of Evergreen Wealth Well, he is, he is my guy, too. Yeah, he's Doug's guy. Yeah, it, and did a great job for me this past year, but I never felt like I was talking to Ronald Reagan. <laughs> You're telling me he's a great communicator. 
Listen, Doug, some people like things, some people don't like other Think about things. that. Think about okay. that. All right. Uh, 314-889-0503. Go online at evergreenstl.com. Glenn Betts Jewelers in business in St. Louis since 1941. Operated by the third and fourth generation of the Betts family. The Glenn Betts difference is you are served personally, not sold. Here we are on November 27th. It's the holiday shopping season. It's Cyber Monday, and you're thinking to yourself, what do I do? Maybe I go to Glenn Betts Jewelers and get engaged. There you go, Glenn Betts at glenbettsjewelers.com, located one mile east of 270 on Manchester and De Pere. In the jewelry business, there is good, there is better, and then there is Betts. The Betts family passion for serving their customers has been passed down from generation to generation. Work with Craig Betts and work with David Betts and work with the official jeweler of TMA. It's Glenn Betts Jewelers, G-L-E-N-N-B-E-T-Z, jewelers.com. Plenty of parking right behind the building there on Manchester in De Pere. Go out and get yourself a ring and get engaged for the holiday season. Might as well. It's cuffing season. Glenn Betts Jewelers. Send your emails in the morning after at InsideSTL.com. Design air, heating, and cooling email of the day is an hour away. And you are also welcome to text into the EDF Group text inbox 314-881-TMA5. Flip Wilson says, Josh Bob Bill is working on a 72-hour hangover. Give my boy a break. Were you hanging out with Flip Wilson and Josh Bob Bill? What's up with these listeners speaking for other texters? Like, we got the thing with Beer Cats and Willow King and oh, yeah. Josh Bob Bill and Flip, Flip Wilson. I don't know these factions. I don't know that you two know each other. Like you do know the factions of the listeners. What? I don't, and pay no attention to it. Right. 72 hour hang. It's Monday morning, baby. Time to put on your big boy pants. Jackson, do I need to orally service you to up my chances at Listener of the Year, or did you already release that boy spunk on Skanks Giving? Mm. Doug, that's the self-made stay-at-home Laduma. That ain't going to help your chances. What did he say, boy skunk? Spunk. <laughs> what did you release on Skanks Giving? Clip that off. Oh, wow. What a question. <laughs> Happy Monday to everybody. Uh, not, nothing? I didn't, I didn't release any... I can't even say it. Boy spunk. Oh. Uh, but that won't increase your chances now. I, I can't so. be bought. I'm a man of integrity. Are you? And yeah. even if, if he did get Jackson's vote, there's still four other votes. Right, mm-hmm. right. you got to get the majority. And right. that means inevitably you're probably going to have to orally service Ken. Oh, oh, mm. oh, oh. Yeah, that counts, but you oh. can put that in the win column. Though, well, we sure. got a we got a, a new non-female on the show record on the uh, on the YouTube views, three sixty nine all at once. Huh? Wonder what the hell that's about? I that's don't a know. record. Yeah. For well, I mean, there's when Nikki Glazer when they're females in it, it's uh, spikes. It spikes, but yeah, uh, yeah just a, a browse that since we were very pleased with what we got to one sixty on uh, balloon party. Yeah, that was a big day. At Don Peepee. Yeah. Well, you know, you push that, and I always say you three, four exits. People are. Are gathered around the hearth watching. <laughs> People still have hearths. I think so. I, would that just be a fireplace? Well, I guess that's what we call a fireplace. I, I envision a hearth as something you sit down on. And right. Old school radio. It's right on there. next to the fireplace. Yeah. Victrola up there. Franklin Roosevelt on the radio. That's right. Mm-hmm. Easy chair. Mm-hmm. Dad with his pipe. <laughs> you don't see people smoking Mom pipes near knitting. Enough. Yeah, I don't know how much hearth sitting we do anymore. Maybe the old slick back is bringing the people into the YouTube. It could chat. be the hair. No. It could ah, really I could be see the hair. It could be the old slick back. Tufts are good for ratings. Well, it's a tough town. Population mm-hmm. us. <laughs> because I walk around advertising the show at the honky tonk joint, Timmy. Doug. <laughs> this is ridiculous. Incomplete <laughs> text. <laughs> 
My read, read, that, read that again, if you would. Because I walk around advertising the show at the Hockey Dog Joint, Timmy. Is that what Jackson's doing? I don't know. You're the only one who frequents these honky-tonks and release your boy skunk. <laughs> I don't go to many honky-tonks. That's what I'm joints. reading. What is going on with the text this morning? I, I, they're incomplete. They're incomplete. <laughs> what would be a honky-tonk in St. Louis? There is, a, there is one right there by Broadway Oyster Bar that's like a honky-tonk bar. I think it might be called honky-tonk, actually. Really? <laughs> now, like dueling pianos, is that a honky-tonk? No, 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 no. That's a Lake of the Ozark special. What, what is a honky-tonk? How are we defining that? I guess a bar that plays country music or has live country music. Like, I know a bunch of the Nashville <laughs> bars on Broadway are honky-tonk. Oh, are know. they? I hear that, and I say, somewhere else we can go? You don't like country music Respectfully. now? Uh, it's not my favorite. Wow. That's not a shot. Music is subjective. First you hate Lake of the Ozarks, and yeah. you hate Destin, now country music. Well, I feel it's like there's a, a, a pattern developing. <laughs> yeah, elitist. Mm, right. Coastal elitist. I should have figured it coming out of Ladue. That's I, why I like Destin better, on the coast. <laughs> yeah. I heard KG's mic open. That's why I paused. I got nothing. Oh, okay. Oh. I thought you were... I can usually tell when Jackson's about to go, I hear the little click, a little yeah, well, click. That's, that's the mic stop. I let it breathe. Which has been the best development. Is having that thing where I can turn off my mic because yeah. before it was always hot. That was dangerous. Was dangerous. I miss your typing. Oh, yeah. I don't. I don't. That was brutal to listen to. It sounds like you're sending off communications. Well, yeah, it really sounds like we're a real mm-hmm. show. Yeah. There, there it is, right, right there. there. It's not Important good. business going on. It's not good. Guys, Joe Roderick is holding people accountable on the fan page. What Jesus. the hell? For what? Show's getting away from us. <laughs> For real. Hell, Joe Roderick is a, <laughs> What's he upset about? Yeah, it's not really his personality, I don't think. <laughs> he had a big weekend up in uh, Chicago. What was he doing there? Is that why he's holding people accountable? He I had, don't follow what's going I on don't either. anymore. He had an emergency podcast with uh, John Marisek over the return of CM Punk at Survivor Series. CM Punk. That's an emergency <laughs> podcast? Had to break it down. Somebody in wrestling's coming back? <laughs> what did you do when you heard the first few lines of Cult of Personality? Well, I'll always remember right where I was, which was somewhere other than watching that. <laughs> you missed it. I don't know who CM Punk is. Ugh. Wow. Cut his First mic. First the Lake of the Ozarks thing, and now that. I, I Cut don't. his mic. I assume he's a wrestler. The wrestler. He's he's the like Mickey Rourke? He's a malcontent in the locker room. Mm. Causes it, a lot of trouble. Is this real or no? No, it's real. How do you know what's real and what isn't? I follow the dirt sheets, bro. The dirt sheets. You got to start following WWE. Well. We'll wait for tomorrow, I guess. I'm not going to follow any dirt sheets. Anytime you read information about that, you never know if it's real or totally fabricated, right? You got to have a keen eye. (laughs) Okay. And what was Joe Roderick's hot take on this? I'm looking. I can't find (laughs) anything from Roderick. Certainly isn't under the Gene Shallot. <laughs> I open up the fan page and I see Gene Shallot. If you were to shave the top, that's what my sides of my hair would look like. It would be all puffed out like I'm Gene Shallot on the Today Show. I just think it's one thing to be a fan of WWE because it's campy and it's goofy and it's stupid and there's action. Okay. It's another to actually sit there and break it down, like what's happening is important or serious or surprising in some way. <laughs> St. Louis' like, own Randy Orton came back this weekend, too. Take where were you when okay. that happened? I, somewhere else. He was looking jacked. 
I wasn't okay. barred from watching much as a child. I mean, obviously, you know, no, nothing too mature, but I was certainly barred from watching WWE. I'm uh, back. That was not allowed in my Well, it was home. pretty nasty back when you were a kid, right? Uh, Those yeah. were the halcyon days. He, he goes, you can watch sports. You cannot watch the WWE. Yeah, that was good advice. Yeah. What's this Billy Eilish picture? That's AI. Is it? I was about to say what that kid is. That re- is that, that's AI? Real. I read that that was AI. Okay. I guess I can't confirm that. I thought it was real. Like the fan page is now all AI. Well, it should be. Dota yeah, posting be a lot of than French fries thing. in the bathroom. Ooh, those French fry bathroom pictures. Yeah. Keeps adding to them too. They're really funny. How many members of the dais knew that Sam Altman was from St. Louis? I didn't. Anybody know that? I figured Jackson, you're probably the only one. The open AI tunes. guy. Yeah. Yes. You yes. knew. Yes. Because he's Burroughs well, and Clayton. Yeah. Well, yeah. He lives in. He, there you go. He's Doug. on my radar. Where does he live? Well, when you're... Well, he doesn't live here now. Where it's did his he grow mis- up? High school? I think then he went to he Burroughs. He went to Clayton oh, initially, and then he transferred to Burroughs. Yeah. That's probably a, never been to Lake of the Eels. Path. <laughs> well, do Burroughs is a better probably path, accurate. but it's probably second best path you can take. So, yeah. So, I'm reading Bill McClellan's uh, column this weekend, and I'm like, Sam Altman went to Burroughs? Sam Altman went to Clayton High School? Sam Altman's from St. Louis? I had no idea. I mean, he was born in Chicago, but obviously is. Uh, high school years were spent here and then went to Stanford for a year and dropped out and now was 37 years old, as, as Bill McClone said, maybe the most important person in yep. human history, which sounds quite powerful, but, but it's oh. it's live. Well, when you look at the tech world that's coming from St. Louis, when you have Jack Dorsey, Jack DB Dorsey, Proud, his other guy with him with the square thing as well, also a St. Louis guy, and then Altman. Yeah, that's uh, that's three really, really, really important people in the world of tech, which at, is obviously at, at the turn of the 21st thing. century. I saw a documentary rating the most important inventions in human history, and it rated uh, Gutenberg as the most important person with the printing press. Since yeah, he came with 100%. the printing press to revolution, it spread, spread information yeah. across the world. It's, it's how we became be, civilized. It's gonna be hard to beat that. Yeah, the printing press is as important mm-hmm. an invention as anything in the world. Yeah. You know. So I don't know if this Altman guy is going to get there, but I mean, yeah. good luck. He I, seems scrappy. It can either be the greatest invention of all time or yeah. could be what ends us. Yeah. That's, that's kind of the question at the moment. It seems like they start out as great in, inventions, just like Facebook and Instagram, but the unintended consequences are pretty severe. Absolutely. You sent me one of those links about... Oh, about AI yeah. being the end of civilization. Right. Yeah. So the reason he was removed... Now, this was in the New York Post, so, you know, it's kind of like daily.co.uk. Grain of salt. But the reason he was removed is because he had not communicated concerns to the board that there is a fear that it could be the end of humanity. (laughs) And so they removed him. He then goes across the street to Microsoft. Microsoft says, name your price, we'll take you. And then OpenAI uh, changes up their board and brings Altman back, like, what, two days later? Yeah, something crazy like Again, that. from St. Louis. How do they feel this is going to end humanity? And I couldn't get that in reading the article. The, the fear with AI is that it becomes... Something it, called Q-Star is the program that right. is... Dirt Star? Nope, 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 nope. Not nope, the ball Q. from Srixen. Uh, but yeah, that the fear is with AI is that because it's constantly learning, that's the artificial intelligence, it's constantly learning and, and evolving that it becomes sentient, meaning it, it gains consciousness and it's talking to all the other AI and it, it gains power, can take the nuclear codes, you know, 
kind of like Terminator 2 situations where Skynet goes live. And what about iRobot with the great will? Yeah, I mean, this kind of thing has been a fear for many, many years. But AI has become so sophisticated that now there's a real concern that. But like with anything with tech, you know, there is no precedent for it. So mm -hmm. you just got to see how it plays out. In the short term, I could see how it's going to really have an effect on people trusting the media. They don't trust the media now. Wait until people, leaders show up sounding just like what they sound like, looking like they're giving a speech, and it's not them right, at all right. saying things that they never came out of their mouths. Doug, AI is the precepts, the technological technological singularity. We didn't need that. Rocky, <laughs> Rocky always talks about singularity. Was that Rocky over there? No. <laughs> Rocky is but he, if you want to get Rocky going, talk to him about sing, the singularity. Why? He gets, he'll go deep with you. He'll turn to Joe Rogan in here real quick. Gosh. He'll be pulling up things on the board. I would listen to him talk about the tuba. I don't know. Here's what Dotem is creating with AI. So good. Two gentlemen facing each other in a stall with French fries and sopping on the floor. Well, maybe it will be the end of humanity. Scroll up a little bit. Oh, yeah. He's, he's, uh, follow him on Twitter. He's found out some real here's, great work. Here's two men holding hands. That's the one. She has romantic, she has family, and she has also sexy modes. How much time did he waste putting that together? I think that can be done in about 30 seconds. I like this combo of tweets where he has uh, chicken tenders and fries on the toilet right under James Carlton, Luther Burden. But why? Why? Uh, why would he do things like that? Uh, you know, that's the great question. You know, what is man's purpose, I guess? <laughs> yeah. it, it can't be that. <laughs> but all the problems we have to try to solve, why spend any time on that? Oh. Who the hell is Deep Dotem? Oh, my goodness. I, hey, uh, friends, it's uh, Cyber Monday, and you can get 20% off a gift card for Cyber Monday uh, at SoundStory, mysoundstory.com, whether it be audio or now we have video. We did an interview Pawhuk, you were on the board on Wednesday. Yeah. Wow, wow, wow. Yeah. And Jackson, KG No Town, were you here for that? I was you, not, you, but you, I watched it. Incredible. Watched it. Yeah, so I'll, I'll post that today on the TMA fan page. Uh, and I'll, I don't even, I'll just let people watch it and, and take it in. But it also, in addition to you'll want to watch it, uh, you will see what the video production looks like that we are now able to do. It is a three camera shoot. So you have. Um, the two-shot with the host, whether that be me, Doug, Jackson, Randy Carricker, John Hewlett, Learn, Riz, Courtney Landrum, Moon, um, Frank Cusimano, now available um, people. Uh, and as I said, we're now expanding into additional markets. But you'll see the, the two-shot, and then you'll see uh, then there's a camera on the person we're interviewing, then the camera on us, three-shot, and then it's all edited together. It is a really well-done production, which they tip of the cap to uh, Peter Rep and KG and O-Town for the work that they have done on uh, the video side of things, and uh, and you get the idea of what that video is. So anyway, 20% off your holiday shopping is done by entering the promo code TMA, 20% off. These start at $399, and uh, you take 20% off, Doug, and that's saving you $80. Mm. And now you got a great gift for your parents uh, for the holidays or your grandparents. And you can go in with your siblings and uh, take care of an incredible gift for the holidays. MySoundStory.com. Promo code is TMA. Get the gift card now. Schedule it. Book your guest, uh, your host, I should say, 
later on after the holidays. And it can be done over Zoom, and it can be done right here in the studios. And uh, we even have an option now where KG and O-Town uh, and Peter Rep can come to people at their homes as well, if that is something that would make life easier for guests. So anyway, mysoundstory.com, promo code TMA, 20% off here on Cyber Monday. All it, right. always, it always makes me think of that Cody Johnson song, where you can do things like this with your parents and grandparents until you can't. So well, I'm not familiar with that song. Yeah. Is that the name of the song, or is that the uh, lyric? I, I think so. Until you can't, yeah. yeah. So it, it's certainly that way with you know with grandparents. You don't uh-huh. know. If, Will he be around next year? Till you can't. That's the name of it. Yeah, and we had some good testimonials yeah. done by a customer who was very grateful that they did it before they missed the opportunity. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. So do was it that, now. Was that uh, Jakey Jakey? Yes, sir. Yeah, Jakey Jakey. Mm-hmm. Came in with his brother Brian. Jake Corrigan we're speaking of. Yeah. And their father passed away in August, and I recall interviewing him a couple of years ago. I interviewed him in 20, if I'm not mistaken, maybe 21. Great guy, and he just passed away. And one of the first things, to, I, was, I was actually reading his obituary. Somebody had texted me that, that, that uh, he had passed away, and then Jake texted me, and he goes, man, I am so glad that we did this. Because, mm. you know, and then, then a bunch of family members who weren't even aware that they did it, now they're able to listen to their dad anytime they want. Yeah. So that's, Doesn't everybody want that? Isn't, isn't that something that would be like one of your favorite oh possessions after yeah. they're gone? And you can't speak I would, I mean, if I could go and that's how I you know, started. I was like, man, if I could go into my car, be working out or just hitting balls, and I'm like, man, I just want to hear my grandpa. Yeah, and right. Just hear his voice and then hear what life was like. That's why I always ask questions about historical moments. Uh, I think that's probably why I've gotten into this JFK thing. I mean, certainly the 60th anniversary, but how so many people cite that moment as being the moment where their perspective on the world changed. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's the end of innocence. Uh, exactly. Mm-hmm. And that's what, uh, that, I don't know if you watched that National Geographic thing that uh, they interviewed. the C- Clint Hill, I think, is his name. He was one of the Secret Service members who was uh, with Kennedy. Yeah. And uh, he said that was the moment, that was the end of the innocence for mm-hmm. America. Um, and I mean, he was right there. So, uh, yeah, I like to get those historical perspectives cause I'd love to hear my grandparents perspective on, you know, World War II, Pearl Harbor, you know, if they were around the earliest, earlier parts of the 20th century. So it is a wonderful holiday gift. MySoundStory.com promo code TMA 20% off Cyber Monday. And, uh, that is there for you to take care of holiday shopping with a couple of clicks and give a gift that everyone will love, not just this year, but for years to come. The Colonel is going to join us on the other side of our break. He is presented to you by James Carlton, Gabe DeArmond with us. Next, this is The Morning After, which is presented to you by Brown and Crouppen from the Michelob Ultra Studios.